Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bulletproof Podcast. Finally, I'm Lewis Lester. <laughs> and finally, I'm Matt Gordon. What's going on, Matthew? I am so happy to be here with you, Larry, in doing this podcast. Had a little uh, technical difficulty for the past hour. I uh, lost my shit a little bit. Uh, I got a little angry. Said some things I didn't mean. <laughs> I love you. I love you. <laughs> and I think that's how our uh, couples therapist said we needed to handle each other. They so did. She did. Your feelings are valid. And thank you for sharing. Them. But she said less touching. She said less touching. No, she said more. Ooh, I don't know. Oh, I also oh. want to say uh, Voss. The previous episode was sponsored by Voss uh, Artesian Norwegian Water. Today, we'd like to shout out Celsius Energy Drinks. Thank you so much, Celsius. So I, I made a decision at one point in time in this podcast. After 100 episodes, we start bringing some people back. Yeah. Some of our favorites. Oh, snap. So we have one of our first bring back. He was episode nine. Nine. That was like 100 years ago. Yeah, that was episode 118. Or as from current affairs, maybe 117 we again. We will know. We will know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Ay, chingada. <laughs> so anyway, John Beltran, how are you? Uh Moose, I'm so glad you used a Spanish word, you know, because a lot of people don't know this. I was the first one in my family born in this country. I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. My whole heritage is Cuban. So the fact that that might not have been the most uh, Spanish uh, common vocabulary word to use. And I don't know what I just said there, but that, that, the most common word to use in the Spanish language. Now, now I'm back on track, but at least you use something there. So I'm... And and exchanging I love yous, why don't men do that more often? We should. Okay? We because absolutely should. Because this is one thing that is the epitome of weakness in men. Like, no, i got to be strong. I can't uh, I can't tell another man that I love them. I, I cry more than my wife does. Oh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying I cry over Michael Jackson videos, but I, I, I cry more than my wife does. So anyway, but I'm Since the it. last time I was on this podcast, okay, my son graduated high school, my daughter got married, and my daughter had a, a little girl. Nice. So now I'm a grandfather. I wasn't that, and I wasn't as disheveled back then as I am now. So those are the changes. But, you know, there was a very special thing about your episode, if you remember correctly. You, you don't. John Beltran <laughs> was the first person to beat us both. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Oh, yes. Yeah. My three stories were associated with the city of New Orleans. And around the same time period. Around so. the same time period in the mid-1980s were yes. a, a lot of things. Yes. They went right and went wrong for me. Because, you know, when you're 18, 19, 20 years old, yeah. you, you do a lot of stupid crap. Man. Absolutely. I, I, I did a lot of stupid stuff, man. Right. But I enjoyed it. I mean... I wouldn't regret it because it kind of defined who I am now. You know, you learn from your mistakes. You appreciate some of the things you did, the friends you made. I'm still friends with a lot of these people. What, 40 years or close to 35 years after I graduated college. And um, some of them remember the experiences. Some of them don't. Right. That's what happens when alcohol is involved. I love it. I love it. We have to say right away, uh, we can't skip over this, but John, we love you. Yeah, oh, I love right. you guys. We I love you, love man. You, Moose. We I love, love you, man. Matt. Yes, absolutely. And I think that love's got to go around. And, uh, you know, the Bullhucker Podcast, a podcast with teeth. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to make it tough on me, aren't you? Yeah, I really, I really am. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's an inside joke. If you want to catch me later on, I will be more happy to explain <laughs> to you. But my anger right now is a seven we'll call it seven uh, um no it's all good uh but no john beltran so excited to have you back uh you were the first one when we first started we had a hard time getting guests you know so matt's done it twice yeah a few people have done it twice but then we i mean it's actually taken off since then so i have a lot i have a list of people to do but uh you came and did a live bullhooker for us right yeah oh yeah Yes, I do remember that. And so uh, you have such great stories. I thought, man, we need to get John Beltran back on this damn podcast. Well, got him back. yeah, and, and these <clears throat> might not be. Well, actually, they will be edgy. The stories okay. will be edgy. Not all of them, but they're going to have a flair to them. And as you could guess, here's the deal. When you get older, man, the stories really diminish. I mean, what have I done in my 40s and 50s? You gain new titles, grandfather. Uh, you gain more experience in your job. You might get a promotion, things like that. But... The stories have really, you know, they, they've diminished in terms of interest, in terms of entertainment. It just, uh, you fall a little bit flat. That doesn't mean I'm not having fun. Okay, I'm having a lot of fun in life. Yeah. It, now it's just my wife and I. Right. And we thought that would be a disaster because when I got married, we had uh, a little girl from my wife's previous marriage. We always had kids in the house. And my son just moved to Miami December of 2022. What's his name? 
Nick. What's up, Nick? Nick. Shout out, yeah. Nick. What's up, Nick? Nick and my daughter, Melissa, 30 and 20 years old. What's up, Melissa? Melissa. Yeah, yeah no, and, and, and I have a close relationship with my kids. I mean, it, that's the fun part. I mean, yeah. we're close. Uh, we can talk about anything. There's a huge and obviously a very different dynamic raising them versus them now being adults. Yeah. And you can talk about anything. Obviously, there's plenty of cursing involved as well. Sure. Because you just let it fly. You yeah. let it fly. I right. mean, I might not initiate it like I used to. I used to curse when I disciplined them, which wasn't always the right thing. But, you know, sometimes with kids, you got to put the fear of God in them oh, right? for them to respond. Right. But once you go through that stage and you get to adulthood, now we have a lot of fun. We, right. have, we, we have a lot of fun together. I mean, we joke about things that I would have never been able to joke about when I was raising them. So now... Now, some of those stories, as an example, that I told three years ago, now my son, who was then 16, 17 years old, now 20, he knows them all, right? <laughs> including some that I, would, I couldn't even reveal on this podcast because <laughs> they are so grotesque that if I told them, it would... It, I, I don't know what it would do to me. I know <laughs> I, I've, almost tried to, I've almost tried to forget about them. Yes. That's good. But I got to tell you, the reason that I moved from, well, then Louisiana, and then, of course, I lived in Florida, too, to Colorado in 1998 was for a broadcasting job. Right. And so I land in uh, Fort Morgan, August of 98. The first thing my boss does, he drives me to Brush, Colorado. Ten miles, said, drove me to Bee Digger Stadium. This is where we're going to be calling games for God knows how long. I say, yeah, it'll be three or four or five years. 25 years later, still doing sports because, I mean, Morgan County, I, I just love Morgan County, the people. And when I got married in 2000, my wife and my future daughter, mm-hmm. I told my wife, I said, I can't wait you get, to get you out of this hellhole, Miami. Miami was great, but too many people, yeah, too many right, people. And right. we were talking before the podcast started that when I left Miami in 1996, I, I went eventually went to Louisiana and then here, but... In 96, the population of Miami was 4.5 million people. Now it's at 6.2 as of 2023. I mean, somebody's got to leave. Yeah. And, yeah. and we know that Morgan County's growing. Someone's got to leave. Someone's got to leave right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody's got to leave. I mean, it's more of a melting pot now in Morgan right. County. But that's the way I grew up. Yeah. Right. I mean, we had Cubans, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Colombians, Jewish people, all of them. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are my friends, and I love it. Same thing here. It's become more of a melting pot. So I embrace I embrace cultural diversity. Right. Everything. I mean, the food, the people, the music, the jokes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because, that's the other thing. All right. This new culture that we live in, outrage. Out, I will say this now. I will say this now. America's newest passion is outrage. Oh, it is. People start laughing. Okay? You heard it here. No, there's no question about it. Can oh, we not no. laugh? No, there's no question about I it. I love to be made fun of. I love self-deprecating humor. Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't get offended. John, People John. need something to do. My man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. Rodney Dangerfield, Red Fox. They're just the self-deprecating Rodney yes. Dangerfield. No, Rodney the, da- the best. The right. best. In fact, my dad has a very good sense of humor, but it's hard to get him to laugh. It's really? very difficult for to get him to laugh hard. But there is one movie. There is one movie that gets him rolling. Rodney Dangerfield. It's either Caddyshack or Back to School. It is Back to School. Back to School. Back to School. He goes. So my dad and I, every time I go to Miami, we make a point. He has it recorded. He's had it recorded on his TiVo. Talk about old time technology. (laughs) What the hell is a TiVo? And and we watch Back to School, and he just rolls. It could be the same thing over and over again. Right. 1986 movie. By the way, the 80s were great, too. I heard. I wasn't there. Yes, but the 80s, uh, some tremendous comedies. But Back to School is one of them. Back to School, I mean, you would have been uh, 11 years old. I was 21 years old. And my dad, to this day, loves that. But that is the one movie, the one movie, Back to School, that we have watched numerous times. I I brought it up at work one day, and a clip from it. Are you uh, familiar with Sam Kinison? You told me about this guy before I researched him oh, after because okay. he roasted me so hard because I don't know everything that came out in the sixties. There's a he's a teacher in the in the in the uh, movie. He's a teacher, and Rodney Dangerfield goes back to school. Yeah, but the way he freaks out and starts screaming, this was his this was his thing. The the shtick. Sam Kennison, yeah, yeah. Ah, ah, ah. And that's my favorite part. And I and I was trying he's to a history some, professor. Yes, yes, and he's talking about Vietnam, and, and so uh, the guy at work, I was like. Sam Kennison, just just watch it, just just give it a shot. Cause he's like, like uh, 
I like his name in all these comics now, like Kevin Hart. All the shit. new ones, yeah. And I'm like, I, I think that's great. You're going to go see a, a stadium tour with Kevin fucking Hart. <laughs> let me, let me, I, I like Kevin Hart okay. You're good. He's okay. But, I mean, back then, some of those comics have stood the test of time, you know? Uh, lately, I've been watching a lot of Carlin on uh, TikTok. Good stuff, too. And uh, I call him George Carlin the prophet now. Yeah. Because, I mean, some of the stuff he came up with back then is now it's just insanely close to being... It's nuts. You, you, when you were roasting me about not knowing all the things you know, uh, I went and saw a Kinnison video of him doing his stand-up routine, and he would make calls to people in the middle of the show. And this guy had him call his ex-girlfriend. She cheated on him, and the way he called it was like she won a sweepstakes kind of thing. I've heard this, dude. And you could just see the catharsis on the guy screaming with Sam at his ex-girlfriend for cheating on him. Like you cheated on. Yeah, that, so that's good. why we can't do his act right now because no. we blow the, the yes. volume levels off this microphone because yes. he yes. was he was phenomenal. <laughs> yes. I love that. But before we go on, I do want to say, hey, welcome to the Bullhucker Podcast. Welcome. Uh, before we get going, I do want to say, if you're new to the podcast, what we do here is we bring on a guest. Today's John Beltran uh, for his uh, victory lap. <laughs> what John's going to do is going to tell us three stories about his life. Now, here's a kicker. Only two of these stories are true. One's either made up. Partly made up, or it's a borrowed story. Now, John, without going into great detail, which one is it? Is it a borrowed story? Did you all the way make it up, or is it part true, part lie? It is a, a complete lie. <laughs> Johnny Belcher. It is a complete lie. <laughs> I love but that. But I will tell the truth to that story. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, there, something not, happened be careful, on be that. Careful, be careful. Don't elaborate. Don't elaborate. We're professional lie detectors. I know. I have to pretend I'm in a court of law. That's right. Just yes or no. That's it. Yes or no. Some people have unknowingly gave us the answer. Yeah. There was a girl who had three stories. Uh, two of them were real simple like titles. One was this long ass word, right? So she, you write it down on the on the paper. She's like, right. "Hold on, let me get my phone, make sure I spell that right." I'm like, "You just told you us. just told us, yeah, what it was." You, you know, know so sp- you got to be careful yeah. because sometimes you don't yeah, know. You're right. You you're right. So. Absolutely, I should know better. <laughs> yeah, you should know yeah, better. I mean, you, you think you get to a certain age in life and you know right. things, and a lot a lot of times you say to yourself, "I still don't know more than I do know." Yeah. And I do want to tell you from your last podcast, I do this to you sometimes, and you give me a weird look. And I don't know if you have made the connection to this or not. Okay. Uh, but he told me about his father. Uh, he was an insurance salesman. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then uh, I can't remember what the other half was, but he would say, people would either call him John Beltran or call him Johnny Beltran. Right, right. I mean, it was perfect because for his English-speaking clients and his spa- Spanish-speaking clients. Yeah. So it's either uh, John Beltran for the English or Johnny Beltran. For the Spanish Johnny Beltran. And every right. time I see you, I'm like, hey, Johnny Beltran. And yeah. you, you always give me a weird look. Like, what are you, what are you what saying? Are you no, no, you're right. No, that's the way it was. Yeah. So, I mean, th- th- listen, it's all about connecting. It doesn't yes. matter what you sell, whether it's real estate, insurance, whether you're an accountant. I mean, connecting with clients, and that's that, that's part of it. You know, it, it helps to be bilingual. I mean, it's bilingual. See. I try to be bilingual, but anyway, that's... <laughs> see. see. What's that lame joke? Uh, what do you call somebody who uh, speaks three languages? Trilingual. What do you call somebody who speaks two languages? Bilingual. Right. What do you call someone who speaks one language? Lingual. American. And, <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's better. My yeah. firefighter joke. Right. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And you can tell the people at church that story. The, the podcast with teeth. Yeah. But no, John, I was super happy to have you back on, man. You, it's funny. When this podcast came out, you were one of the first people I, I contacted. You were episode nine. Right. Yes. Right. And I think that's because you had some scheduling going on. You, you're a very busy man. So I think that was around the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, it was October 2020 yeah, when you were on. Right, right, right. And then in three more episodes, four, five more episodes, we we quit for six months. Yeah. I got I got COVID. Mom got COVID. Everybody got COVID. So. I never got never got COVID. Curse you, COVID. Why yeah. would you say that out loud? Oh, my. Where's the wood? Yeah, no, I, I never did. But, I never. At least, okay, I wasn't diagnosed with COVID. Okay. But I never really felt. I never, I never felt sick. Right. We need and to and test I wasn't staying away from people, but. It was nice that that was a point in life that it was acceptable to say, get away from me. Oh, I loved it. Right? And I mean, because as human beings, naturally, we want our space. Yes. Right. Right? So now you could do it and not offend anybody. Yes. But of course, now in the culture of outrage, everybody gets offended by everything. I mean, you bring up the outrage again when you're right. It's crazy. It's getting old. People look for a reason. It's going to get worse, though. I agree. I totally agree. How do you curb it? People liked it think that they are the ones being put out all the time they're the yeah. victims we're all victims you know what i mean so yeah. that's it's nuts with the outrage you know we we i'm a little angry about a situation happening tonight we're not gonna get too far into it you know what i mean but you asked the question yeah and this always leads to something else somehow i try to connect dots 
How do you curb it? Yeah. Larry David, curb your enthusiasm. I have not missed a single episode of yeah. 12 or 13 seasons on HBO, and you could be offended by most of those episodes if you've ever watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. I have never watched it. I have never gotten to Oh, my God. Finally oh, a show oh you gosh. have seen. Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah, talks about it. And Larry David's the king of all assholes, isn't he? Isn't that his, his, no. his... Uh, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, do you guys have a favorite comedy series, like of all time? Yes. Uh, Okay. Yes, I do. Um, are you familiar with Psych? It was on USN, USA yes, Network I'm for years. Yes, but I've never seen it. Okay, yeah, a guy uh, is hyper-observant but pretends to be a psychic to solve crimes for a police department. Um, it's absurd. Uh, it came out right before The Mentalist, so it was their first, god dang it. Yeah. But uh, I started watching when I was a teenager, and I'll tell you, it's like uh, it's, it's like eating food, nostalgia. You watch it, and I'm just like, oh, God, I'm washing back to those hilarious jokes. And kind of like your dad, you rewatch something that you've seen a zillion times. I'm quoting it as they're saying it, and I'm laughing my ass right. off while it's Going on. Well, because I'm two years away from 60, it's kind of changed. I was wondering, why is my dad, when I was a little boy, just laughing all the time, Saturday nights before he, he goes out with my mom to dinner, laughing all in the family, just laughing, laughing, laughing. But I was never a huge fan of all in the family because I was too young. Yeah. But then as I got older, uh, certainly in my late 20s, early 30s, I mean, Seinfeld, I've seen most of those episodes. <laughs> but if there is a better character than Michael Scott in The Office. I mean, there might be, but The yeah. Office, to me, it, it it probably right now, the list is fluid. The list is fluid. That number one could change, but The Office number right one. now is up there. It's it's number one for me right wow. now. I mean, there's, there's other stuff that's great. I love it. I mean, when I was growing up, I watched Good Times, Jefferson's, yeah. Sanford and Son. All right. of, I loved all that. So Laverne and Shirley. I mean, that was my era in 1970s. Sure. And I, that yeah. comedy has aged differently. That's for now, sure. Yeah. My, my white bread answer is Friends. I've always been a Friends fan. Friends is great. Friends, fans? Great. Friends. Just, I didn't know that. Yeah, I love Friends. I've watched every episode. But my favorite comedy, my guilty favorite to watch is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, oh my <laughs> yes. gosh. Dude. I, dude. 17. It's a Taiwan Tammy. <laughs> okay. First of all, first of all. <laughs> you do dry cleaning. The first, so four, the first four episodes. First four Four or five episodes of all, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia yeah. was some of the f- funniest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, I dude. <laughs> I lasted 10 seasons. Ten, now, oh, dude. there was some grotesque stuff in there. Yes. Especially, Danny DeVito was on every season except season one. Yep. And there was some <clears throat> grotesque humor that I, even I had to shy away from watching. But, but I, I still, I said... My eyes were burning, but I had to keep watching. You know what? I love on this podcast to do the titles to the episodes. That is somewhat after the best part about Sunny in Philadelphia is the title. The gang gets hooked on heroin. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what they yeah. have to do. and they do, dude. Oh I mean, it's, it's such a fantastic show. And uh, Jody Champion is a comedian out of Denver. Right, right. And yeah. uh, she was always posting about that show. And I was like, what's so big about that? And then I started watching and I was like, Thank you, totally. Thank, thank you, Jody. So, but hey, uh, we better get going. We better start. Uh, talking we could just shoot the shit forever, man. We probably could. Love, just, you know, what, maybe, maybe we have to start another podcast with John Beltran where we just uh, decide the world's problems. I love so, it. Yeah, it would be go good. But uh, we do have some stories. You ready to tell some stories, John? I'm ready. All right. I'm not a great storyteller. They don't have the, the the best endings, but I have enough substance that you'll be able to tell. Hopefully, well, maybe not. If I'm good enough to. Tell my lie the right way and the two stories the right way that were that are true, that I'll be able to stump both of you. I yeah, usually have you read them, but my chicken scratches. I'm afraid you can't. Uh, Let me see. Let me can see you try? It. Okay, yeah, yeah. You can try. I want to try. Uh, super wow. No, okay, I'm just I, I give you. I can read it. I can <laughs> read it. I'm just messing around. Um, super Bowl twenty three. All right, Super Bowl twenty three. Oh, hold on, well, we got to read all of them. Oh, okay, uh, party right. police. And karaoke death. All okay. Right. You tell me which one you want me to tell. I'm going to let Matt pick it up. Me? Yeah. Oh, well, you know me. I want to hear that karaoke death. Karaoke death on Sunday nights at Hooligans. This was a bar in Miami. I used to do karaoke every Sunday night after softball. And the only two songs I would sing were <clears throat> I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred. Love it. And to all the girls I've loved before. <laughs> That's great. Who traveled in and out our door. So I did Willie and Julio. And the reason I because so because good. Sunday nights they had and it was by audience participation in terms of who would win the fifty dollar bar tab. Sure. At the end they get all the contestants up there, whoever got the loudest claps got the fifty dollar bar tab. And what year is this? 
This was well, I did this from 1989 to about oh. 92, but this particular story is 1992. But 50 bucks is a lot for a bar 50 tab. 50 bucks is a lot of bar tab in 1992. That's a treasure right so, there. A guy that I had befriended named John Rabapinto, he had one song, and everybody loved it. Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful what a wonder. and, and he, and I love impersonations, but he just didn't impersonate his voice. He sang it perfect. He was a good singer. I was more of an entertainer. He was a great singer. So we'd go to The Wire all the time. So what happened this one week, I, uh, I sing my song, and I don't even know if I won that night. Because all I remember that he wasn't there. He was not there. Oh. So I wondered, uh, and that's all I was worrying about. You know, when you're having a bad day, sometimes you're in a different moment. You're not even mm-hmm. focusing on what you're doing. You're just kind of going through the motions. But, yeah. hey, I'm singing karaoke, so I don't care. But where is, where is John? Well, they said he was here tonight, but he left early. Okay. And this was after, this was a couple of months after Hurricane Andrew, which devastated South Florida in August of 1992. And that, that plays a role in this particular story. So two or three days later, I'm at work in the insurance industry, and I just happened to, nobody reads the obituaries in a big city, but my buddy Hugh Drummond, we worked in the same medical professional liability department. What's up, Hugh? Yeah, Hugh, and he's still alive. He's uh, my dad's age. He's almost 80 years old. Oh. Yeah, July 4th, uh, 1943 birthday, I believe. Anyway, that's a different story altogether. So I said, I didn't see my buddy John Rabapinto. I said, he's dead. Whoa. <laughs> I said, what? So eventually I found the obituary in the Miami Herald, and his funeral service was on a Friday. It was on, on a Friday. They hadn't caught the guy who killed him. Whoa. Apparently this was a roofer from Georgia who sla- he befriended this guy. He slashed his throat. He slashed his throat. Because these roofers went from Georgia and from neighboring states doing construction work to fix all of these roofs and, and all the property damage. And I don't know. I have no reason to even think why John would befriend this guy. But, I, again, I don't know what happened. All I know is that he got his throat slashed. I went to the funeral on that Friday. The following Sunday, there was more karaoke. And I remember this. This was Game 2 of the World Series, the Braves and the Blue Jays, because I'm a huge Braves fan. And the guy who committed the crime was inside of hooligans, unbeknownst to me. We didn't know who it was, and he arrested him right there. That's how we found out later. Well, I had found out earlier that he had his throat slashed, but we found out later that it was a roofer from Georgia. That's how we connected the dots, having your throat slashed, and the guy who did it, they arrested him. I don't even know what he was sentenced to. I, have, I The story stopped from there, but I communicated. I finally got a hold of his sister named Karen Mitchell, Three, four years ago, she lives in Pennsylvania. She's married, and we had a long discussion about John because I said this was a we were we were close. We'd go back and forth uh, with singing every week on Sunday nights. What a wonderful world for him. I'm too sexy, and to all the girls I loved before, and uh, I mean to this day I still pray for the guy. So yeah. that that was October of '92. He was I think it was October 12th, Monday morning. So he was there at the barn a Sunday night, October 11th. And he was killed one or two in the morning, had his throat slashed October 12th of 1992. So it was, wow. that's why it's entitled Karaoke Death. So we had so much fun together as competitors, and then it it all came to a, a tragic end. So, Damn. And I know the Bullhawkers about, you know, hey, having stories nope. that are compelling. Nah, these are great. It. I love that. But I it was, it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, was, that was quite the moment. I, uh, I also do the Louis Armstrong. Very well. Oh, that's so, good. That's like, good. That's yeah. good. That was Yoda. What was that? Well, I, I kind of like that. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, yeah. It, we'll do some Luke, Luke Skywalker's mm. wonderful world. Yeah. What a world is a wonderful. <laughs> no, I, uh, no, it, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my that's my jam too. When we go out, yeah. but that's uh, that's crazy. And to bring it back to Hurricane Andrew, oh, Jessica. Yes, I was just about <laughs> to say that too. When you you you're gonna catch up with some of these episodes, Jessica Fila Fila out of Akron. Uh, has a story about surviving that, yeah. that, that hurricane, dude. Uh, as a matter of fact, her whole episode is pretty damn wild. Agreed. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun, but uh, that's a that's a crazy. Uh, you said we're now going to hear Hurricane Andrew yeah. from Miami. Yeah, that's what I think. About. We had to evacuate, and we were at my dad's apartment. My parents were separated at the time, but we went to my dad's apartment, and I'm sleeping next to my mother on an outdoor balcony one night, and then we drive about 
30 miles north to Fort Lauderdale, and the next night were in a luxurious air-conditioned hotel. I mean, the damage at Hurricane Andrew was crazy. I will never forget when I woke up the morning of August 25th, I guess. It was August 24th. August 25th, trees all over the streets. Then we drove further south, and houses were just leveled. So that's why you had people coming in, professionals from neighboring states, to help repair the damage, which took years. And they're still repairing damage, by the way. In New Orleans from Hurricane Katrina, which yeah, was in really. 2005. Yeah. And they right. have uh, Miami's uh, financially a little bit better off than, than New, New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah, right. without a doubt. Yeah, was, uh, Damn. we went to New Orleans right after Katrina. Oh, about a year and a half after. That next Mardi Gras, whatever it was. And my friend Tim lived down there. And his, his wife, Crystal. What's up, Crystal? You whack job. What's up, Crystal? I love you. Yeah. Um, she's like, well, they, they don't have nice names for places down there. They're still a little uh, old-fashioned. Right. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. Racist bastards. <clears throat> anyway, they called it Chocolate Town. They got... They got leveled, right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe, maybe I'll take that out. That's what they called it, whatever. This no, that's what it's to... called. It's not that. No, no, it's, yeah. You're not making a comment. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're stating a fact. Right. That's what they call it, right? So, Because yeah. uh, what I understand is there's a river that goes through New Orleans, and that's where most of the Katrina dumped into. So downtown yeah. yes. New Orleans didn't get it. When I went there, I was pretty shocked at how nice it was. Yeah. They go, no, it all hit Chocolate Town. And I said, oh, wow. Chris goes, we should go look at the at the damage. And Tim's like, Larry's the darkest thing we have with us. It's Larry. <laughs> Do you want to get murdered and killed down yeah. there and robbed and nugged? And, you know, Chocolate town. Yeah, it was it was crazy. But you know what? You laugh. But, I mean, I was I was shocked at the way people talk down there on some of that. You know what I mean? They yeah. still, the, the I N-word, know. The N-word still flies around. There. I know. It's, but I love New Orleans. I love Louisiana. I love the people. I love the culture. But, yeah, it's. It's it's different country over in Louisiana. Well, the funny but I love is, it. My friend Tim says, "Whatever you say, Larry, don't take the word the Lord's name in vain down here. It pisses them off." Yeah, you know. I'm like, but the N word that flies. That's that's cool. Yeah, so I mean, it's funny how different we are. Cultural sensitivities yeah. and all that. Yeah, Louisiana absolutely. is not separated by county. It's separated by parishes. parishes yes. Yeah. And that's, yes. th- that tells you right there. Right. That, that's a huge deal. So what you said is accurate. Yeah. It's crazy, man. But, it, but what a beautiful state, by the way. Oh. Gorgeous. I mean, I, I was I was there June of 2022. Had a great time. And uh, we stayed an extra two days. Crazy enough, because we were flying back to Denver on a Friday night. This is not part of the, uh, uh, the Bullhucker podcast in, in terms of the stories, but we were on the plane for an hour. It hadn't even taken off, and a bird struck the wing, and it damaged the wing, so it was called an act of God. They took all the luggage off the plane, so my wife and I stayed an extra two days in New Orleans, and I couldn't. we couldn't get a direct flight. We had to thr- uh, fly through Las Vegas and then back to Denver. Isn't that horrible? Jeez. Oh, it was terrible. We were in, in the Las Vegas airport <clears throat> for like four or five hours, Sunday, and I didn't get here till Monday morning at like— yeah. 8 a.m. when it was supposed to be Friday night in in Denver at uh, 8 p.m. Yeah, right. so but we had a great time for the extra two days in New Orleans. Oh, do we have some great food? And, That's awesome. Uh, I'm saying at one point in time, it. you probably flew over Denver to get to, to LA. Get, yeah, uh, pretty yeah, much, so, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but hey, you got to take what you can get. What do you think about that one, Matt? Uh, you know, um, R.I.P. John. How do you say his last name again? Ravapinto. Ravapinto. R.I.P. John Ravapinto. John Ravapinto. Um, uh, if you're real. You know, if you're real. Well, I feel, I mean, that's what, talk about a perfect way to curb us by talking about your dead friend. Uh, but I, I got a feeling that one's probably true. That yeah. that seems, yeah, I, I got a good vibe about that I, one. I question a little bit. And I think uh, we have a we have someone that's been on this podcast before and has listened to a few episodes. So he doesn't mind stabbing us with yeah, emotions. Yeah, I think well, I, remember, I, I'm not a good storyteller. You can right. tell I'm all over the place at times. And, and sometimes I don't get my facts lost. I just get lost in the trail of the story. Uh, right? That's what they all say. See, he yeah. is playing us. All right, it's a no, lie. I, do. John's I, do. I get us. lost in the trail of the He's story. The only thing that I'm somewhat good at is play-by-play because it's unfolding in a certain order in <laughs> True, front of me. You just say it. Everything else, yeah. i got to go off of memory. Ah, what do you think? Uh, uh, so far, it's the front runner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's wow. true or false, and that's the come, other one you've listened to. Come to the bullhucker I mean, for those level of jokes, guys. We really kill it here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I mean, yeah, I, I have to hear too, but uh, I have some doubt in that one for some reason. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, but who knows? We'll see. I just want Ravapinto to be a, like a person who existed. You know what I mean? It just seems like such a really cool guy. That seems like a lot of work to put on a fucking headstone. You know what I mean? That's a lot Ravapinto? of... Ravapinto? Oh, a hell of a name to make up. Yeah, like, yeah. what do you Google that? Let right. me names that no one will ever think I ever made up before. Ravapinto. Yeah, right. John, if that's a made up name, you get extra credit for, <laughs> for that. For real. <laughs> Two okay. points for you. All right, we got two left. We got Super Bowl twenty three and Party Police. So there's always one I want to hear the most. Uh, and I'm gonna listen to that one last. So instead, let's hear Party Police. Ooh. Okay, Party Police. This sounds like a story that you've seen in a movie, but this was my twenty third birthday, nineteen eighty eight, and that year my birthday fell on a Saturday. I remember because my friend Maddie came over on a Sunday. She spent the whole day with me by our pool at my dad's house so that saturday night and you're gonna think oh come on i've heard this story a million times but this is exactly what happened we planned a party because my friends wanted a party at my parents house which was only like two two and a half years old at that point they had built a house they had bought the lot in 1982 the house was completed in 1985 but i was in college at loyola new orleans from 85 all the way till i graduated in december of 87 so this was the first party that i threw after I graduated college at the house. Okay. And I'm guessing we had 120, 130 people over. And I said, if we're throwing the first party, and I just graduated college several months earlier, of course we're going to have a couple of kegs, but we're having hurricanes. We bought a big old cooler. We're going to have New Orleans hurricanes because that is mandatory. I know it's red. I know it gets messy. Don't wear white. Okay? Don't wear white. So anyway, the party's going along. And again, this is going to sound like a generic story that I pulled out of a movie. <laughs> Party's going along, and all of a sudden, my buddy George Del Valle comes through the door. George what? Del Valle. D-E-L-V-A-L-L-E. He's just making up all these names. George Del Valle. All these people aren't even real. Welcome to the John Belcher and Bullhooker podcast, Can I Buy a Vowel? Yeah. He comes through the door and said, dude, the cops are here. There's there's a smell of marijuana inside the house, and they want to take you down. I said, come on. This is ridiculous. No. I, I start freaking out on him. I start freaking. I said, George, please. I know you haven't graduated law school. I, I can't. I, my parents were out of town. They were out of town that weekend, even though it was my birthday. But I had seen plenty of my birthdays up to that point. And I said, dude, I, I can't. I literally almost started crying. So I didn't see the cop at all. I didn't see the cop at all. All of a sudden, we go to the gazebo because the party was in a gazebo in my backyard. The party's in a gazebo, and there's a chair right there. And he said, sit down in this chair. I'm going to keep you calm. Don't worry. You are not going to be arrested. You are not going to be arrested. And this female (laughs) cop comes around, right? And now all of my friends start gathering. said, here's what happened, sir. She's telling me the charges against me. All of a sudden, puts the handcuffs on me, and you know what happens next. Yes. She begins to disrobe. Yes. Begins yes. to disrobe, and I'm and then all my Johnny, Johnny. You know, now they kind of call me Johnny Beast. And they're rallying around me, and I said, "Oh my gosh!" You know, I'm 23 years old. This is right. I'm feeling the prime of my life. And then she takes off my shirt while I'm in cuffs, and what I said right there. The pants stay on. The pants stay on. And, I mean, just doing all these types of gestures you can imagine, right? And everybody's cheering. I mean, and this was not an all-guys party. I mean, there were mainly guys, but we had very few people that were married. And the story just continued from there. And she left. I wasn't arrested. I said, dude, and they still had the, they, I still had the handcuffs on me. I said, get these handcuffs on me. And finally, my buddy got the key from her and unlocked it. She left, and that was it because I didn't know what the rate was. I didn't pay for it. I had no idea she was coming. And, again, I know that this was eventually like an American pie. Type. They did this, I think, an American pie. But yeah. this was 1988, and that actually happened to me. And I just thought the whole thing was crazy off a marijuana charge. I did have quite a bit to drink at the time. They, so they planned it out that the party started. We always started parties for some reason, 8.30. 8.30 sounded like a good time because, oh, and this would have been May, right? Mm-hmm. May 22nd, but the party was May 21st. Sun going down. Uh, we don't want people getting here at 7.30. We want it to be dark when people arrive. So they wait till about 10, 10.30. And I don't remember because I had so much to drink. I was not drunk, but I had enough to drink that everything was the truth for me. So anyway... And that's why I said these stories don't have the most exhilarating endings, but she left, 
And that was it. I freaked out at my buddy George Del Valle because I thought they were going to arrest me, but he said, it'll be okay. Yeah. I found out later he was the one that hired the stripper. <laughs> Damn you, and George. that's why. So Thank George, you, George. I love you, buddy. I Just like I love you guys. George and I have been friends since, what, 19, uh, five, six years old. So for me, that would have been 1971, that's 72. Awesome, 70, that truly something. is awesome. Yeah. So anyway, like I said, that sounds like it's very generic. It could happen to anybody. But that happened to me on that night. You know, uh, real quick, it's kind of you're young, but this, you're going to fall into this. Uh, it, hopefully, by the grace of God, it's cool to have friends that long. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I yeah. have a friend, uh, CJ Jones, I met when I was five, Mac Deal when I was 10, and we've been friends ever since. You know what I mean? And it, it's cool when you get old, you get old, but it's cool to say I've had a friend for four decades. That's, I'm not at the four decades yet, but Jordan Krismer comes to mind. Love you, Jordan. What's up, Jordan? Uh, we've been friends since uh, fifth grade. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. So and, you were 10. Yep. It was, yeah, it's almost 23 years now. Yeah, but my longest I mean, knowing friends, they don't live in the same town I do. Yeah. Well, no, right? I never. But I love that. And I wonder if you guys echo this. Is like my favorite friends in the world are the ones where we don't talk for a year and we call yeah. each other and talk. And it's like nothing happened at all. Yeah. It's the friends just yeah. pick up right where we left off. This might sound like a stereotype, but... I don't know if that works with women as much. You know, women, seem, oh. they seem to talk a lot more because I know, well, no, 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 no. I, listen, I, I, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm just telling you I'm right offended, now. John. I'm so no, offended. No, no, Outrage. I'm listen, so outraged. My wife and daughter talk every day. Right. Me and my son. And I, I know you're talking about a different dynamic with yeah. friends as opposed to family members. Right. But, but guys are normally like that. You yeah. know, we, we're not going to talk to our best buddies every week. Right. And I'm not saying my wife talks to her best friends in Miami every week, but they communicate with each other more often yeah. Yeah. than we do. So it's not a matter of, of oh, my God, they just talk, 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 talk. No, we get lazy about that yeah. when we should be communicating more. In fact, one of my good buddies, George Zamas, we've been friends since kindergarten. So now we're going on 53 years. Mm. I called him. I called him several months ago before I went to Miami in December. And he said, is everything okay? Yes, George. Everything is okay, asshole. I'm calling you because you're my friend and we should talk more often. Yeah. I'm not calling you out of an emergency because yeah. I can talk to him like that. And I did say that. I yeah. said, I love you, but come on. We need to talk more often. Enough of this crap of letting months and years go by without talking and just taking each other for granted. And we're going to be 75, 80 years old, and then it's going to be all over. And right. hopefully we're all in heaven or where, where, you know, wherever the destination is. And we wasted all this time not communicating with each other. So, no, it's not that something is wrong. Nobody has died in the family. I'm right. calling you because you're my friend. I love you, and we need to talk more often. So I wasn't it. wasn't planning on having an existential crisis today, but now, hey, Jordan, I'm going to be giving you a call, bro, because we got to catch up more often, dude. I mean, well, for my friend like Mac, it's wild. It's always when something, like you just said, somebody passes away, and you realize, man, like three or four times I've called him and said, we, yeah, man. You know, I love you, Ted. I love, I love yeah. you, Mac. You're my boy, man. He's my, and so is CJ. You're my you know? boy, Mac. It's a wake-up call. Uh, it yeah. is. It is. You know, like his cousin passed away this last year. He came to Brush. He lives in Oklahoma. We go and meet for lunch. You know what I mean? Just kind of hang out and bullshit. And it was good just to – it's like when your brother comes. You know what I mean? Like it's just a guy. He's like your brother. You know what I mean? You just kind of give each other shit. Yeah. You know, and I remember one time I lost a friend named Kelly Riggins uh, in Pueblo, uh, one of my very good friends. Uh, Mac actually drove <laughs> a very far distance. Just to come check on me to make sure I was cool. You know what I mean? To go with me to the funeral. That's special, man. Yeah, man. He goes, you know, because Kelly and I were tight. You know what I mean? We were good buddies. And he knew I was upset about it. So he just came down to, and to hang out. You know what I mean? So it's that kind of shit. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm going to give you a call too, Mac. This is a, yeah, this is a, the, the, the crybaby episode. That's how this title is going to No, be, it's, so. I think it's good. Well, I mean, we let it off with men need to show that love. <laughs> yeah. and, and I definitely believe that, that it's... It's something about just reminding each other that we care and yeah. being close to one another and not just those moments when everybody's dead and we're calling right, them when right. an emergency now, is. We're right. supposed just to do that as people anyway, but the stereotypes associated with men, they're there for a reason. Yeah. Right? And that's one of those. And there's many others, by right. the way. You know, a another one that I used to get made fun of, all my friends out drank me. Hey, you're not cool because you're not getting wasted at uh, age yeah. 24, 25. Well, <laughs> I was the one I said, I'm going home, dudes. Uh, it's two thirty-three in the morning. I'm I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm not drinking anymore. Yeah. Okay, you guys can drink each other <laughs> under the table. Call me a loser. Whatever you want. I'm going home. Right. And they're still my friends. Yeah. yeah All right. So that's, that's, that, that's the whole thing. I knew I wasn't going to lose friendships because I couldn't keep up with the boys. Yeah. You know. I said I've got a deeper voice, but so what? You know, yeah. I, I can't pack them down. I said, guys, 
I never have weighed more than 180 in my life. Right. They're a big guy. Well, not all of them. Uh, actually, my buddy Alex Rodriguez, not the baseball player, <laughs> he could always drink. Yeah. I- I'll tell you this very quickly before we go to the next story. We spent a week in Cancun in the early 90s at my parents' timeshare, and we kept track of how many beers we drank in a week. Oh, my God. Okay. And I think this is pretty much the official count. My buddy Rock, this is in seven days, had 152 beers. My buddy Alex had like 138 or 140 in that range. My buddy Jay had about 60. I had 26. And I had 12 in the first day because there was a time change. <laughs> yeah. you know, I picked up two hours, and that was a 12-pack 12, 12 in the first day spread mm. out over God knows how many hours. So that's how deficient I was in my totals drinking as opposed to the rest of my friends and we were like 26 27 years old at the time right and it only got worse from there because as i got older i could, couldn't even keep uh, up even halfway i can't uh, relate to your story at all i'm usually one that passes out first i yeah i get yeah. i get shit hammered and it's it's yeah, all my friends have seen me naked probably way too much you know what i mean it's, oh, yeah. it, it identify me in a lineup kind of stuff uh but that's 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 friendship, you know what I mean? That's and that's those are great stories. It, it is great stories, and someday Mac will come on here when he comes back to town. I'll get him back on here, and that's the, that's a podcast I'm truly worried about. You know what I mean? Cause oh, because he yeah, he's he's someone who knows he knows the way deep, too much about the me. Deep cuts, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was there for all. Well, when you have friends like that growing up, they they're your friend when you're going through awkward times in life. Yes, when you're learn you learn life's lessons together with those men. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. And that's they. So they and I know I know stories about him. You know, and we tell stories about each other, and it gets brutal. You know what I mean? And, and but we laugh, and no, 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 maybe some hard feelings. Like God damn it, you know. There's a story he tells about me that I absolutely despise. <laughs> I despise, but he knows he pisses me off. It's not a horrible story. Yeah. It's, it's just a weak moment I had, and he's like, "Do you remember the time?" And I'm like, "Here it comes. Here it comes." The same story. <laughs> like we're married. Like bring it on. I, I was just gonna say that. I've been married now. I'm coming up on 23 years. You have a great marriage when, okay, and I think I've got a pretty good marriage. I mean, I, I'm, I love my wife. I'm in love with my wife. But I, you have a great marriage when your wife knows all those stories <laughs> that she's really not supposed to know. Yeah. But what do I have to lose? Right. Right. right? I mean, it's a secure relationship. It's, right. it's, a, it's a spiritual relationship, and, and it's great. So she knows all those stories. Right. Some of those are horrifying. <laughs> she didn't think a human being was capable of doing yeah. Not criminal. Yeah. Just a little Good crazy. Good clarifier, John. Right. Well, I, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm uh, not a mob boss on the right, side. Right, I don't yeah, murder yeah. people. I just smoke weed. Right, exactly. That's it. <laughs> no big deal. Hack up with a naked woman. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. I mean, uh, Thank goodness there's no there are no pictures. Oh, but well, there, there's actually a couple. There's, sure there's actually some a couple Polaroids yeah. or something. Right, out there. right. Yeah, there, I got some. But thank God, I thank Jesus that there was no smartphones. Oh God, it's a nightmare here. now, man. I can't imagine oh. growing up with all that. Every single second of your you know mistakes that you're making oh, and learning in those moments is recorded forever. You cannot teach your kids and give your kids what your parents gave you because of the society you're being raised right. in. That's yeah. the bottom line. I so agree with that. That's a pipe dream if you want to try and do right. that. Right. I mean, can you imagine your mom and dad just taking pictures of you doing everything? You know, there's a girl I, I, on Facebook. Her son's applying for a job, and she's sitting there while he's filling out the application at the restaurant taking pictures. Like, his first application, I was like, oh, my God, you know, right. beat it, Mom, you know? I don't know. I, I just, it, I know 17-year-old Larry Lundstrom would have been a nightmare with a cell phone. If I had to look back at the Facebook Post or my MySpace post when I was 17, John? Holy shit. Never be president. Tell you that right now. <laughs> I'd love to see your TikTok and all the dances and trends you, you'd be doing. And I'd kill it. Check Michael out, Jordan, out revered as the greatest basketball player of all time, said that uh, had he lived in this era, the social media era, his career would have been different. Oh, I yeah, I guarantee Without you. a doubt. Without guarantee a doubt. It. Charles Barkley's not even on social media, even though he's <laughs> – 60 years old right. you know, as of 2023 because this, no i don't I, I can't do it i don't want to i don't want to respond to those idiots I, yeah. I i don't want to fall into that trap because let's face it social media is is an avenue and a trap that people can fall into depending sure. upon the way you address it yes, yes all right check us out on facebook and youtube uh, <laughs> <laughs> and while we're at it and i do love social media though on the bottom right hand corner <laughs> 
on the bottom right hand corner is a little red dot. That's our subscribe button. Go ahead and press that button and follow the podcast. Because when you press that button, it's a it's a small click for you, but it's a big click for us. Right. Thank you, Matthew. I didn't want to mess it up this time. You're the man. Yep. I mean, I should mention I work in professional media, and, and working in professional media involves social media. But no, no, I'm just saying social media is like everything else. It is. There's yep. good and bad. Always. I mean, there's certain Always. foods I love to eat, and they're not exactly all healthy even right. at this age. Okay, right. but I love them. All right, there's, there's some negative components to them. That's it. We, we talking to? Yeah, bro. I was gonna say, man. I think we get that one. I think we get that one. The size of an offensive lineman. All right, uh, we got one more Super Bowl. Oh, man, I'll never forget this. At, at Dean Post's house, Dean Post was the only one of our friends who was married. He was the only one who was married. So What's this up, would, Dean? This would have been 1988. Again, back to 88, Super Bowl twenty three. the 49ers took on the Bengals. Yep. So he says to us, my buddy Wade and Alex and Roger, all of us, and it was mainly guys over there, but he wanted it at his house because he was the only one who was married to his wife, Lucy, who was Lucy Appleton, now Lucy Post. He said, we're going to play a drinking game. For the, to make it more interesting rather than just because what happens during the Super Bowl, if you've ever been to a Super Bowl party, people don't pay attention to the game. Oh. And that's just not now. That's been going on for years. Oh, My mom, right. who is now 80 years old, she goes to Super Bowl parties most years. Of course, she's not a big football fan, but she says even the men who love to watch football, they don't pay attention. So he said, we're going to make this into a game. He put all these names in a hat, only eight names in a hat. Four offensive players for the 49ers and four for the Cincinnati Bengals. So for the 49ers, Joe Montana, Roger Craig, Jerry Rice, and John Taylor. Okay. okay? And for the Bengals, Icky it was Woods. Icky Woods, Boomer Esiason, Eddie Brown, and Chris Collinsworth, okay. the Eddie, NBC announcer. Eddie Brown. Eddie Brown, University of Miami. Okay. He was a University of Miami receiver. Uh, he, he was around that era of Michael Irvin. You know, okay. he was – he, he, I think he graduated a little bit uh, right around Michael Irvin's time because okay. Michael Irvin, Hall of Fame receiver for the Cowboys. Sure. So anyway, you pick out it's, – it's a blind – and you can have – two people can have the same name, by the way. We, we had like 20 people playing. And you pick out a name, and that's who you represent. So anytime that player touched the ball, then you had to have a shot. Oh, you know, God. shots of beer. It's like oh, butter, oh, but Bud Light. Oh, okay, oh, butter, oh, Bud Light. Oh. And now – Except the quarterback. The quarterback has to complete a pass because the quarterback's touching the ball Always every play. Yeah, but, sure, the, sure. again, the shots were no more than two ounces because you – know, and, by the way, football back then, and he saw that as an acceptable game because football back then was not as wide open as it is now. Yeah, right. You know, they weren't throwing a, a lot. It was more a conservative game. The games actually went faster. They weren't these three-and-a-half-hour games, all this passing, all this offense. Yeah, how are we going right. to sell Snickers if we don't make the game longer? Not only you know? that, every time there was a first down, everybody had to have a shot. Every time there was a touchdown – Everybody had to shot had to have a shot, and if your player, okay, like uh, I was John Taylor who caught the game winning pass, and incredibly enough, he only had one catch in the game, and it was the game winning touchdown with like twenty some odd seconds to Damn. go. The Forty Niners won twenty to sixty, so I had, I had to have two shots as an example because everybody had to have a shot on the touchdown, and, and then the, the player you represented because he caught the ball, yeah. and then Montana threw the pass, so the guy who so it was an awesome drinking game. My buddy Dean was drinking before the game. Mm. He was drinking. I said, he's not going to last. Finally, in the third quarter, he went to the bathroom. He went to the bathroom, and this guy wouldn't come out. And, I, and we said, Lucy, what, what's the story with your husband? He's You've still, got some explaining to do. <laughs> he's not coming out. And finally, he came out, uh, I guess, early in the fourth quarter, and he wanted to resume play. And I said, no, dude, you've disqualified yourself. You weren't here during the third quarter. <laughs> and he, he said he didn't even throw up. He said he was working on the other end. So you know, ah. he, said he got clogged. Oh. I said, Dude, you got clogged for half an hour? Yeah. You know, so yeah. I said, no, you have disqualified yourself. We're going to finish this game without you. We survived it, but we stayed an extra, gosh, after the game was over. And remember, this is this is in the uh, Eastern time zone. So sure. that game wasn't over till like 9, 9.30. We didn't leave right. till close to 11, 11.30 because we were, oh, man. Because two ounces turns into four, turns into six, turns into – I mean, I don't know how many first downs there was. Thank goodness the final score was only 20 to yeah, 16. Yeah, you guys have been toasted. Okay, because it would have been crazy. But and, when you're doing shots of beer, John, you get shit-faced faster too when you do shots of beer. We didn't know that at the time. What we is were, I've never heard this. Good to know. I didn't know uh, – yeah, I didn't know that. Is I didn't that know that. My, yeah, I think that I – I'm not right, know, loosening it or tightening it. But, yeah, I, I did not know. I did not know that at the time. I mean – when you're 23 years old, Moose, 
you're essentially an amateur drinker. <laughs> so I didn't know. You know, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know what, because to me, honest with you, for the last, what, 40 years of adulthood, I've always thought wine, wine is the one, especially red wine. Yeah. Okay, red wine. You know, that's why you drink red wine with certain foods. They complement certain foods. I don't know if it, if it makes you feel any better, but red wine, you know, with pasta or with steak or something like that. But I, at least for me personally, red wine or any form of wine always affected me more than yeah. beer because I'd been used to drinking yeah, beer right. uh, starting at age 12. No, no. I mean, no, I, actually, <laughs> yeah, no, I, didn't, yeah, I didn't start drinking until I was like, you know, 17. Right. But I already had an affinity for drinking beer, which I don't drink a lot of now. So anyway, I mean, we got through that game, but it was like, wow. I mean, uh, Dean disqualified himself because he spent half an hour in the bathroom thinking that we were that he was throwing up, that he was vomiting, and his wife kept asking him, and he wouldn't say a word, and then he just he just came out of the bathroom sometime in the fourth quarter. But I said, dude, you're out. Get out. I don't Get care out. if it's your house. You're not playing the rest of the game. You made up the game. You invented the game, and then you abolished the game. <laughs> you abandoned the game. You abandoned, you abandoned the game, yeah, right? He didn't work. abolish it. He abandoned the game. Dropping a deuce. And the crazy part was it's the 80s. So if you've got a running back, they don't run by committee in the 80s. Oh, that's right. Roger Craig and Icky Woods do every every damn down, or at least three of the four downs. That's yeah. why we played it like that. That's why we had a quarterback, a receiver, and uh, two receivers, and one running back. Because right. you had the feature back. Absolutely. Right. There's yeah. no there's no, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's no third down back in the 80s. No, that, that did not exist. It's not like the Cowboys with Tony Pollard yes. and, and yes. Ezekiel Elliott. No, 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 no. Yeah. It was the main guy. Or Felix Jones, or they—they've been running by committee forever. But I mean, yeah, back then it was all Emmitt Smith. So, um, you, you, Icky Woods, are you familiar with Icky Woods? No, this is a bit before my time. The the Icky Shuffle was the no. biggest. I've thing. heard of that, but I've never seen the, the dance. Yeah, yeah, the dance is what every every middle school kid did the Icky Shuffle whenever they scored a touchdown. Okay. That's, yeah, it was it was. He had the, a very brief career, but in 1988, the guy was a, a stud. He was a stud. Yeah. He was awesome. awesome. So. That's a great story, man. I uh, and I remember that Super Bowl. That was uh, very. It was my first Super Bowl party I ever went to, actually. Wow. Yeah, my mom's best friend Tammy Alexander had it, so it was pretty wild. Yes. Yeah, yeah I know Tammy well. Yeah. So it's. Uh, yeah, it was pretty fucking. It was pretty fun. So, all right. Well, do you have one in mind? I do. I see that one threw me. So I thought I did, but now I don't know. That's. Uh, I do. Pretty wild. Um, before we go any further, uh, one thing we do now is we're going to watch a short video real quick of uh, one of the vendors upstairs. So uh, the Brush Emporium, I didn't really get a chance to talk about it. Uh, we want to say thank you to the Brush Emporium for giving me a chance to build a studio down here in the basement and uh, have a place for the bullhucker to have a home. So uh, what we do is we try and support them. And if you support small business, you come support the, the Emporium. Have you had the pizza here yet? I have not, but I... It's off the chain. It's, it, uh, trust me. It's, Matt and I have discussed it, yeah. and we've already had plans. My wife and I have plans. Come get a pizza. And, uh, you know what? I don't even think I have a plan with her. I think I'm just going to do it myself. Yeah, yeah, just do it. Make yeah. it happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Go rogue, man. Uh, but come down and check out the pizza. And uh, check out they're going to have ice cream coming here. They yes. have pretzels. They have all that good stuff. And they have a lot of small-town vendors in well, here. Well, hold on. They oh, have ice salads. cream, too? Yeah, they're going to get ice cream machines here very oh. soon. Yeah, dude, oh, it's going to be crazy. We're all going to be 500 pounds. Yes, this place will be the devil. It's, uh, they're going <laughs> to have an insulin uh, yeah. shack on the way out. Yep. So, um, but yeah, please make sure you support them because these are people that support small-town business. Yep. The four owners of this uh, facility are four people who have loved Brush for a very long time. They've devoted a lot of time. You've got a current mayor and an ex-mayor as two of the owners. Uh, they're great people, and they really do. They they started this business to help bring downtown back. Yes, you know. So uh, please support them because if you don't support small town business, it goes away, right? Man, you're yeah, doing no, my job for it. This yeah. is so great. I love it. <laughs> but it's the truth, director of the Chamber of Commerce. I love uh, it. Now that I have lived in small towns between here and Louisiana for mm-hmm. 27 years. I have to tell you, there's been two or three times when businesses have closed in small towns, maybe not because people were supporting it, just because it had not worn out its welcome, but, you know, you get older owners yeah. and you can't sell them, and they said they're done. and They run the race. Oh, it's it's not a good feeling. No, it's no, not it's a good horrible. feeling because you want it to hang around forever. And I, from what I understand, every vendor here is kicking ass. They're doing so well. Yes. So people have been very good about supporting us. So please, and not just the Emporium, support all of downtown Brush. Even Fort Morgan, the, whatever town you live in, go support their local businesses. Okay? Because when they go away, you don't have options then. And then you want to bitch when Walmart's all you got left. You know? Yeah, so right. make sure you support them. And when you support small business, what else will happen? 
you give money to somebody who supports and spends money in your own community. Yeah. Right? It doesn't matter anywhere that, else. Turn that dollar over local. That's right. Yep. So let's check out this video real quick. Check out this video. Hi there. My name is Madeline Hagen. I'm an integrative health and Reiki practitioner, and I have some of my products that I make at the Brush Emporium downtown at 210 Clayton Street in Brush, Colorado. I've got a variety of loose leaf teas, lotions, scrubs, salves, and sprays, all for your home and all for your natural wellness needs. You can shop all of my products and learn more about my services and everything that I offer on my website at www.holistichomeandhealth.co. All right, so please, like I said, well, that video was, that was crazy. I, I mean, blew your mind, right? Whoa. Took me forever. <laughs> Wow, what a crazy video. Those people sell cool things. So I haven't decided which one to put on there. That's what he's saying. So. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, John. Before we go any further, John, what we do now, it's been a while. I don't know if we did this with you, uh, but we rock, paper, scissors to see which one of us has to guess first. Now, John, there's two ways to rock, paper, scissors. There's the four pumper and the three pumper. Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. I, I've always done the three pumper, which is one, two, three. You know, not one, two, three, four. Do one, two, three. I've always done three pumper. Because you're cool. the man, John. Nah, you, you can be wrong, but it's okay. We still love you. Well, do you know what my favorite sport is? Yes. Baseball? Baseball is my favorite sport. I had to sport. guess it. So, yeah. you know, three strikes. I mean, okay, there are four bases, though. Well, there's three. Uh, and, but, but I've always, and, and, I, and I also think spiritually, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So three, threes, uh, you know, it, it's kind of those things. That's now, the best I argument think, I've heard for yes, it, Father, I Son, th Holy Ghost. I think threes over fours. Down, set, hut. Ready, set, go. There you go. Yeah. All right. Ready, Matthew? Uh, respectfully, I disagree with everything you both just said. <laughs> okay. Eat it, Larry. I am, am going to, in fact, eat it. We have three great stories. <laughs> Super Bowl twenty three, Party Police, and Karaoke Death. Now, Originally, karaoke death was the one I was, was picking. Yes, it <sighs> sure was. Uh, but I'm not going to pick it now. This, Johnny did a good job. Uh, I thought you lied the whole time. So uh, <laughs> it's hard to pick. No, just kidding. Yeah, like two of those stories are actually true. Yeah, they, professional they liar up in the stories. house. So karaoke death, I'm going to go ahead and pick that one as a true one. I don't know why. That's not my really? feeling. Okay, yes. okay. okay. Uh, Super Bowl twenty three. That one had the least amount of detail, so, man, I am really aiming towards that. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and go true with Super Bowl twenty three. Really? Well, I'm going to take Party Police as my bullhucker. And the reason I'm going to take Party Police as my bullhucker is because it seems like something a little out of uh, sorts for you, John. Now, the young John Biltran might have done that. I don't know. But I have, it, not that, it just seems like uh, if you take the vibe from the other two stories, you're always having a good time. You're always having a party. But for some reason, that just seems a little off to me. So I'm going to go with... Against my gut feeling, I'm going to go party police. Interesting. Interesting. You know what's funny is that's the one I was leaning towards a little bit. He said a line. You said a line. Uh, you were handcuffed, and then they pulled the shirt off you. Yes. How does that work? And I was like, I don't know if I jive with that. But uh, I – Professionals. I, professionals. I guess there is some skills. Or he was wearing a tearaway shirt when he was in his 20s, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is cool. I mean, hey, man, respect if you can pull off the tearaway. Skinny John Beltran has got a Hulk, Hulk <laughs> yeah, Mania shirt on. Yes. I am not the best storyteller. I, I did preface that with all three stories. I'm not the best storyteller, so sometimes it might sound out of order, but who no, knows? It's, it, I, I – you know what? I came back around. I'm picking karaoke death. Are you really? And, and that's, God. I would love for this gentleman to be alive and, and that for, for that whole thing to be real. But my vibe was John knows how to trick us. John knows what we expect. God, that's true. And this is the kind of story where you'd go, there's no way you'd talk about that a friend who's died, but that's the perfect one to get yeah, us to true. avoid it. So I think you're right. I'm picking karaoke. I'm not going to, I'm not going to switch mine. That's where my gut's going, but I'm going <sighs> to stay, stay with party police. Just, John, you've done a good job. Thank you, you so much job. for coming on, man. No, yeah. uh, hey, I, this is a blast. I mean, I could uh, I could do this all the time. I mean, right. there's a lot more people to, that are more interesting to talk to than me. Not many. But uh, but I but I have a blast doing this. All right, here. Uh, oh, I have to reveal yeah, the Yeah, you board. got to reveal sure, it. Sure, reveal, sure. reveal it. Oh, snap. Here we go. Towards the camera? Whichever we got the camera yeah, right over yeah. there. Let's here see. we go. There Super is what in the Oh, my God. Super Bowl twenty three. You came up with the whole lie. Was like... played in Miami. Oh, My Jesus. dad and I went to the game. Now, the story that I told about Dean Post, okay, that whole drinking game was 
based on a drinking game that we played in college called Love Boat, <laughs> where you represented a character. Yes. You had Gopher, you had Captain, you had Isaac, and we did that with a two-hour special, and we didn't last a special. That's where I got the idea for this particular story. But I have attended two Super Bowls, 1978 Super Bowl thirteen, the Steelers and the Cowboys, which the Steelers won 35-31. And my dad and I went to that Super Bowl in Miami at Joe Robbie Stadium. 49ers won 20-16, and here's the thing. Comparing those two Super Bowls, and I'll tell you this story. When I went to Super Bowl thirteen as a third, I'm as old as the Super Bowl. The next Super Bowl will be my age because right. I'm coming up on 58. The parking was five dollars, <laughs> and the face value of the ticket in 1978 was thirty. Wow! We went to that Super Bowl. Parking was thirty dollars, and the face value of the ticket was one fifty. Now, yeah. if you bring a if you park an automobile at a Super Bowl, you're, you're Easily triple digits. Yeah, 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 I mean, 150, yeah. 200 bucks. Right. And we know face value. The cheapest ticket is probably a thousand something. Easy, easy. But yeah, Super Bowl twenty three. My dad and I went to that Super Bowl. Never. We now have I gone to Super Bowl parties since then? Yes, but that was not one of them. And Dean Post is somebody that okay. There is a Dean Post that played softball with us for one year. So, but there's no Lucy. He wasn't married. And we were not there. He fucking got us again. Yeah. He did, and he did it with us picking separate stories, yeah. which is insanely hard to do. Uh, but that's what happened the last time. Yeah, right. Thanks, Thanks for rubbing that one in, John. <laughs> Thanks so much. Party po- <laughs> so party police is a true Son story. Of a bitch, party police man. is a true story. My buddy George said, <sighs> yes, he was in law school, and he said, it's going to be okay. And I, did, I said, why are they – but I hadn't seen the cop yet. Yeah, she came around, and, and I should have known because – I was a little bit fuzzy, but my buddies had pointed out there was a little bit of a Keystone cop to that uniform, but I couldn't <laughs> tell. I thought it was a legitimate sure. Metro Miami Dade police uniform. Yeah. When you think you're going to jail, you're not paying attention to right. real stuff. You know? yeah. Exactly. I didn't realize it was a stripper, right. but I didn't oh, put it shit. past my friends you know, that, that they would do that to me. Carrie Doki death is also a true story. R.I.P. John Revapinto. John Revapinto, yeah. like Some I said. Man. Oh, I pray for. I talked to Karen Mitchell, his Damn. sister, about three years ago because I tracked her down. How did I track her down? Yeah. With all the criticism that I have for social, social media, media on Facebook. <laughs> on, we had a great conversation. Yeah, she's married, lives in Pennsylvania. Her Damn. husband is a chef. Damn, uh, I think he was a chef for the White House for a while. That's amazing. Yeah, but he's a real guy. John Revapinto. He was forty-one years old when he was. Uh, killed when he was murdered in 1992. I was 27 at the time. That's crazy. And we, we had we had such fun times. I mean, I was uh, for a good week. I was I wouldn't say I was depressed. I was confused. Yeah. I was confused because I was so young, and this man was so kind, so talented, and I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I know that you know he was a single guy worked at a bowling alley. Don Carter's, Kendale Lane's. And he just got in with the wrong guy. I don't know. I yeah. have no idea. I have no idea. But that's exactly what happened. He had his throat slashed. It's a tragic ending. Shit. But I, to this day, to this day, October of 1992, October 12th, which happened, which, here's the crazy thing about it. My daughter from my wife's previous marriage, who I met in 96 when I started dating my wife. or not, uh, Yeah, January of 96, because I met with my wife, my girlfriend, then October of uh, 95. She was born on the day he was murdered. Whoa. That's crazy. And I didn't know her. Wow. Is that crazy? Yeah. I... He was murdered October 12th of 92. The, that's the day she was born. Who would have known that three and a half years later, or three years later, I'd meet a woman who had a daughter born on that day, and now she's my 30-year-old daughter. Yeah, That's remind nice. me not to hang out with you on October 12th so you don't get <laughs> killed or have a child. Yeah. Um, but I, I got to say I'm so very happy to know that that man lived. And yeah. I something yeah. I love about social media, yeah. it's not the best thing in the world, but uh, we get to immortalize this man in another way. He gets enshrined on this podcast, mm-hmm. and get, his memory lives on. He gets to live on through us. That's- I was watching December 31st because I, I love watching – some of the most television that I watch is on uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah. Sure. And, you know, the ball's dropping from New York. The ball drops, and people are making out all over the streets of New York. And there comes, what a wonderful. And yeah. all of a sudden, oh, my gosh, I I don't take a picture of it. I shoot the video, and I send it to Karen. I said, I mean, the first person that I'm thinking of 
New Year, January 1, 2023, is your brother? Yeah. And we had a moment yeah. there. Yeah. Even though we didn't talk, and I sent it to her, and she goes, John, that is that is great. I mean, she just loved that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's in my prayers all the time, even though he's been deceased now for yeah. for 31 years. We had so much fun, and yeah. you know, I, I keep doing karaoke once in a blue moon. Always I go up there for him, knowing that he was a really good, solid singer and a kind man. Right. And I'm just a goof, but you know, I enjoy doing it. Hey, we're all lucky to be here, man. Seriously. Oh, we we, without a at, doubt. We that's, why, that's, why I, that's why I was confused. Yeah. And yeah. I said, my gosh, yeah. why would this happen to somebody like this? But <clears throat> so crazy. You know, the that's devil the, is powerful. Yeah, that's life, man. Yeah. It is. I love you guys. Love you, brother. Love you too, man. Sure this we, is, we this is a blast. This, glad, is, this is great. I'm glad it worked out. We could do it tonight. We got to wrap it up because they're going to be closing you pretty quick and kicking <laughs> yeah. us out. But uh, John Beltran, it's always a pleasure, man. Uh, you know, I've uh, got nothing but respect for you, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you came back. Thank on. you, Larry. So, Appreciate yeah. it, Matt. You guys yeah. are awesome. Uh, I've got a lot of catching up to do with some of the other Bullhucker podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Jump quite a few here. of them. They're, yeah. they're super entertaining. Thank they're you. incredibly entertaining. I know some of the people and other people. You know what I love about the podcast? That for a some of these people, I'm being introduced to them. Yes, yes, because I, yes. I, you can't know everybody, even in a small town. Right. And not to sound arrogant, but I know there's more people that know me than I know them. But that's right. only because of radio. That's yeah. it. That, sure. That's the only well, reason. It's but not it's the truth, man. It is. That, true, that's it. But but I want to connect with people. If we don't connect with people, you know, wh- why are we here? Right. Susan Coaster. What's up, Susan? And she's the OG on this podcast, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Susan Coaster's fantastic. But she, she's the one who, yeah, she's she's a faithful, uh, yeah, faithful follower, she's, yeah. yeah she's Her husband Paul, yeah, and yeah, Susan, yeah, both fantastic people. But she says it's cool because what you just said, she's got to know people in this county through this podcast, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's and I've had people tell me that they've been approached in Walmart in the grocery store that have been on the podcast, and they, uh, Cruise Cruise, uh, do you know mm-hmm. a guy named Cruise Cruise? Yeah, oh my, oh, yeah. great dude. You know what's crazy? Is that I thought that was a fake person, and then yeah, yes, and yeah. then I met Cruz Cruz. I said, "Wow, he was born on your daughter's birthday." Oh. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> I was like, well, "We brought this full circle, dude, full circle." But he told me for like two weeks after the podcast, people kept approaching him and like bullshit because yeah. he had a very powerful story about heroin addiction and mm-hmm. his father. Yep, you know, and I mean, it, and people just approached him. He goes, "Man, it was crazy for like two weeks." People kept coming up to me because they got to get to know him. So. Having said that, I do want to thank everybody who watches this podcast, follows this podcast. Thank you. If you enjoy this, like I said, hit that subscribe button. Hit share, man. If you're on scene on Facebook, share the video, man. Share it with your friends, man. We'd love to see. So if you love John Beltran, share it. All right? Share it. Even if you don't like me. You know, <laughs> share it anyway. Fine. I, I, like I said, I love being made fun of. <laughs> and also... Brush Emporium. Please make sure you come down here and support these guys and support all small business in your town. That's what it's all about. So Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. And, John, thank you again, bro. Hey, anytime. Larry, love it. Matt, love you guys. Love you too, Had man. Had an awesome time sharing laughs, and uh, I'm sure I'll be here hopefully for oh, number, uh, number 350 or whatever that uh, – Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Yep. The Bullhucker Podcast, a podcast with teeth. Yes, yeah. The next time, I, the, the next God, time, you're I, killing me. Yeah, the next time I might be on Medicare. Who knows? Oh, I love I mean, it. I hope God bless you, other one. So, hey, I'm Moose Lundstrom. I'm Maddie G. Next time, peace.